new documentary about her tenure in Congress, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is shown talking about former President Trump and says, quote, he's totally insane. Well, he's going to be so furious when he definitely watches that documentary on Nancy Pelosi. Oh, it's a, you know, promo, it's all part of the propaganda apparatus of the party. I watched uh, the first portion of the Pelosi uh, HBO documentary last night. I could only stand so much. I, I had to go eat, and I, and I couldn't do both at the same time. The propaganda, talk about propaganda. It's like North Korea. Pelosi's daughter made the documentary, and HBO paid her, you know what, uh, millions of dollars to make a home movie with her mom, which glorifies her beyond the wildest dreams of Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un has no expectation that a documentary that flattering would ever be made about him. And he could put guns to people's heads, and they still wouldn't, which he does. And uh, aircraft guns, like any aircraft guns, that's how he likes to have people executed. He's a communist. Yeah, I could only watch a little bit of it. Then I, I was uh, happy in my best girl, too. She was, uh, she was looking at me every now and then like, uh, we're, we're watching this? Where this is on now? <laughs> and uh, then it was time to cook dinner. We were at home. We stayed at home. Had a nice, uh, had a nice delicious dinner last night. And uh, Omaha steaks, as a matter of fact, delicious Omaha steaks, and and it was uh, and it was uh, wonderful. And uh, we had uh, we've been having a lot of this lately. But the uh, this documentary, the propaganda, and it gets promoted, you know, on uh, HBO has got it, and it's the propaganda apparatus of the Democrat Party is is truly dazzling. Their boy Joseph Goebbels is on a rotisserie in hell, thinking, man, if I had that kind of propaganda. Uh, we'd still be in charge. His Socialist Workers Party, uh, the whole gang of totalitarian goons, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. So uh, I, I'm not sure I'm going to return and watch the rest of it. But I do have an update. I have an update for you on the guy that hit Mr. Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, in the head with a hammer because his son, David DePape is his name, or DePap, and uh, he has uh, a son who I think is... Is he a bastard son? I think he's a little bit of a bastard son. Uh, and the son has come forward, and he's uh, spilled all kinds of stuff, dished all kinds of stuff that the phony, baloney, corrupt news media will not share with you because they're not in the news business. They're in the cover-up business and in the Democrat Party fluffing business. That's uh, fluffers. They should have a fluffer award, don't you? Like a Lucite Block. Maybe we should give it out. Fluffer of the Year, a Lucite Block Award, something like that. But uh, I've got an update for you on that because it's, it's pretty fascinating. The, uh, what the son of Maxwell Silmer, Silverhammer had to say about his father, who is now in jail. No bail for him. Have you noticed that? No, because he hit somebody in the head with a hammer. So, uh, now, the guy in the, uh, but it's somebody that the Democrats like. So, you know, the guy that was hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat on the sidewalk in New York, the guy with the baseball bat was let out the next day because it wasn't Paul Pelosi. So whoever that was laying on the ground after having a, you know, a triple hit with his head uh, by a psychopathic killer, um, the Democrats don't care about him. He's laying on the sidewalk. They don't really care. That's a, uh, that's a thing. Know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, we got okay, we, there's a left-wing group, amazingly, that has made a television ad 
calling on the Democrats to not let Joe Biden run for re-election. A radical left-wing, anti-American, anti-capitalist group. You know, a typical Democrat group. And they are, uh, don't run Joe. Don't run Joe. He's planning on running for president again. And he is, boy, he wasn't up to the task last time. But when you're a Democrat, it doesn't matter because... They own the message. They have information dominance. Um, as Malcolm X said, the media is the most powerful institution in the world. They can make the guilty innocent and the innocent guilty. Now that's power. That's Malcolm X. He was uh, right about that one. That's for sure. No, Malcolm X. Everybody knows it's Malcolm X. So, uh, Also, Biden, we have the uh, African Summit in Washington, D.C. My best girl and I, we went down there a day before yesterday, not to go to the summit, but we wanted to go to a store. We wanted to go to a store near the convention center. And uh, we made out pretty well, actually, because a lot of uh, the areas shut down by the police and stuff. But we got lucky, and we even got parking within a block of the store, and we went to the store we wanted to go to, and then, and then we got out of there. Uh, but Joe Biden is down there uh, offering, we have a, a bit of a, a video compilation, an audio in this case, compilation, uh, since we're on the radio and not television, of uh, Joe Biden throwing billions and billions and billions and billions of our dollars at Africa. Uh, so uh, you know, they'll have windmills and stuff instead of, and we're going to give internet to um, Al-Shabaab. They got a, Al-Shabaab, a radical Islamic terrorist group on the Horn of Africa, uh, they apparently need high-speed Internet, and Joe Biden is here to give it to them. I think they will use the high-speed Internet for nefarious purposes, and so does Joe Biden. So that's why they're doing it, because they're on the side of Al-Shabaab. And uh, no, that's not a sandwich. That's, uh, hey, I'll have the uh, chicken Al-Shabaab, please. I'll have <laughs> with the... Uh, no, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> But we got that going. So Joe Biden, uh, $8 billion to South Africa, the tiny African nation of South Africa. $8 billion. But that's just for one thing. $8 billion of our dollars. All right? You know how many taxpayers have to work our entire lives to put $8 billion into the till? So Joe Biden can give it to one country in Africa. There are about 55 countries on the continent of Africa. All right? And... Joe Biden announced yesterday this long screed about, uh, you know, oh, 800 million for this and 8 billion for that. And and uh, and the Africans are just uh, sitting there. The leaders are they're not even not even a smattering of applause. They're just like, yeah, yeah, more and more. Send more. My son needs another Rolls Royce uh, for his house in Monaco. So uh, send us more billions. We had a great caller day before yesterday, a uh, an African immigrant from Chad who was driving down from New York to protests in front of the White House uh, over the fact that Joe Biden is hosting all these corrupt African leaders. But the biggest corrupt African leader of all was Joe Biden. You got to hear this uh, thing. Eight billion to South Africa. You ever been to South Africa? It's not a very big country. I've, I've been to South Africa. It's a, it's a pretty, it has problems. It has problems. You know, uh, for the, the uh, HIV uh, is so bad in South Africa that on the highways, they have HIV lanes. They have HIV lanes. That's just crazy, isn't it? That's nuts. So you can get places faster because <laughs> it's bad, and there's a lot of crime and carjackings and home invasions and uh, stuff. But uh, Joe Biden's going to give them $8 billion to shut down their coal plants and uh, get windmills or something like that, $8 billion of our dollars. Also, a, uh, an advocate, a radical left-wing advocate, you know, a Democrat, 
Uh, LGBT. This just says LGBT. What about the rest of the letters? What kind of a bigot wrote this headline? LGBT advocate claims in a House hearing, the House of Representatives, they had a hearing, that detransitioning is not a real thing. That's because she uh, only gets her news from NPR and MSNBC. So she has no idea what's going on in the world. She uh, presumably doesn't listen to talk radio, where she would hear a, like a whole uh, panoply of facts and uh, truths that you're not going to hear on Morning Joke, honestly, or from National Panhandler Radio. I think that's true. But she says, detransitioning is not real. It's a little bit ironic because we just played audio a couple of days ago from a, uh, a U.S. Navy SEAL, now former Navy SEAL, who became a lady. First he was a man, then he was a lady, and now he's detransitioning back and he's warning the world. It's like Soylent Green is people. He's trying, to, he's trying to warn the world. If doctors would be honest and give the entire story, then I wouldn't even be on here right now. And uh, I'll, I'll uh, update you on that. Also, the uh, Politico is uh, pushing Pete Boot Edge Edge for president. He's because, uh, you know, he's the transportation secretary during the biggest transportation calamity in the history of the country, and he's done nothing about it. In fact, did you see, where did he go? He was in France or Portugal or Italy or someplace. He was over there in Europe. When uh, the train strike was about to begin, you'd think that right might be on his menu, might be on his list of things to do. But instead, he went uh, to Europe. Perhaps you've heard of it. And and he made a little fake video of himself. He put on a suit and tie. And he walked outside of storefronts that made it look like he was in an airport or a, you know, a train station or something, but he wasn't. And uh, posted a little fake video about he was thinking about it real hard, uh, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. And uh, now, Grooming Pete. Uh, the headline is Grooming Pete because the media is already busy grooming Pete for the presidency of the United States of America. Now, he's a white man, but he's gay. So that means, you know, Democrat Party, um, that's, uh, that's good enough. you got to check at least one box, and he does. If he were a straight white guy with no talent, and uh, screwed up as transportation secretary during transportation crisis and then flew overseas. Um, did, did he uh, fly in an airplane that polluted? I think he did. Um, he did. They uh, And then a fake video. If you're a Republican, you'd be in big trouble for that. But when you're a Democrat, the next headline is Pete's campaign in waiting because the Democrats and their propaganda machine. Pretty amazing stuff. Did you see the Washington Post? They're having layoffs at the Washington Post. Sure, they're owned by the second richest man in the world or something, but they're not making enough money. you got to squeeze more blood from that turnip. So they're firing people at the Washington Post all over the place. And uh, part of the reason is that it's a horrible newspaper. It's a terrible newspaper, and they don't report the truth. And they've lost how many of the uh, 500,000 doing this from memory, but I read it a week or so ago, Five more than 500,000 subscriptions kaput since Joe Biden became president because, you know, the Trump haters, they ordered the Washington Post because it spilled over with venom all day, every day. And now Biden's in there, and it's, uh, you know, it's a rubdown with, uh, you know, their only debate is like lube versus spit. Like that high school in Chicago, <laughs> with the yeah, I know, <laughs> with the but that's what they're teaching in the high school in Chicago. It's a good private school, you know.
since it's a good private school, I know which one they went with. <laughs> At least I'm pretty sure. Uh, could be wrong. But, the, you know, the one they were they're passing around the boot-dos and the plugs and, uh, you know, for the kiddies because they're teaching queer sex in high school, and that's good. Just don't tell the parents. That's what he said. Amazing stuff. But back to the Washington Post in related news. <laughs> the Washington Post is laying people off all over the place. Um, do you think they're using lube or spit? Because <laughs> the, uh, the Washington Post town hall, they had a town hall with the publisher of the Washington Post. And uh, he and, the, and the, the, the radical rabble that make up the staff of reporters at the Washington Post were yelling questions and shouting. It was almost like a school board meeting. <laughs> where, you know, the cops should have come in and tackled these people and tased them and hit them with nightsticks and things. But the Washington Post, Washington Post Town Hall goes off the rails as publisher refuses to take questions. I always point this out. Whenever the news media is the focus of the news, they never answer questions. They don't answer calls. They don't call people back uh, because they know they'll never get a fair shake. They know because they're in the business of not giving a fair shake to anyone. So the Washington Post staffers erupt, erupt, it was volcanic, it was Vesuvius-like, after publisher announces layoffs at Town Hall. So I've got, and we've got audio for you, because, and then it's funny, uh, a reporter there, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, posted video of the reporters yelling at the publisher as he blew them off and walked out of the room like, yeah, you know, screw you people. And he walked out of the room. And then a reporter po uh, posted the video on uh, the Twitter and now that it's owned by Elon Musk, she can do that. She has the freedom to do that. But the, uh, uh, the, and then she immediately, I went to her Twitter feed and I look, and the next post is, I didn't shoot this video. Really, it wasn't me. It was somebody else. I only posted it because she's afraid that she'll be fired for posting the video because she knows she works for Nazis. Nazis. It's not, it's not Nazi. <laughs> it's Nazi. You know, as Kenneth Mars uh, said in the producers you got to pronounce it properly. Otherwise, the Democrats don't respond very well. You know how they are. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we got the Washington Post thing. They're laying people off. I don't wish anybody be laid off, but you people suck. You know, and your newspaper is one of the worst newspapers in the world. You're so corrupt. It's astonishing. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot under fire because she's doing everything she can to hide exploding violence in the city of Chicago. Uh, two police officers shot and murdered in a suicide attack. The, uh, the murderer then killed herself. Say the Democrats are branching out. Uh, the latest suicide attack on police, there have been many because the Democrats are waging war. Um, the uh, update, I, I love the, the update on Paul Pelosi's attacker. From his son and the American news media, they're not reporting it. We've got Elon Musk news and... Uh, nuclear fusion because America is an amazing country and we're revolutionizing the world with each rotation of the planet. Uh, and then our energy secretary, who is, I, I think, uh, an inflatable doll, isn't she? She, uh, she was there, and you'll never guess what she thinks is important when it comes to nuclear fusion. That's coming up. We're at 888-630-9625. No, 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 there's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Ah, 
uh, yesterday, more good news. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates again. The seventh time this year they've raised interest rates. Interest rates are now at the highest point they've been in 15 years. 15 years. Highest interest rates, which makes buying a house or practically anything a lot more difficult, which means makes selling a house that much more difficult. And, and it's uh, bad for everyone. As Mahmoud Ahmadinejad said, what we want is good things for everyone, bad things for no one. See? He's my guiding light. Let's, uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Keith calling from Vienna, Virginia. Keith, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yeah, how you doing, Chris? I'm great. What do you say, huh? Yeah, you were talking about uh, how many subscribers the Washington Post has lost. I finally unsubscribed uh, about a year ago because the, the pain was so intense that the, the wokeness even got to the food page. And I I canceled it, and then I looked at my auto draft because, you know, I ever, never really pay any attention. It's just drafts like every four weeks. found out that I had been paying $867 a year to torture myself to death. You know, it's very funny. We get the post delivered to our house. I kind of have to. It's uh, part of my job, and I, you know, have to mock them uh, and point out uh, when they're lying, which is all the time, and misrepresenting the truth. And I just noticed my best girl and I, we were going through, and I think it's a few dollars less than that, but only a few dollars. And it's outrageous, and they're firing people, and they're going broke, and and no one's heart is uh, broken. You know, in fact, since you called in with it, Keith, I think that I'll, I've got audio for you that I'm going to play, uh, and we'll play it sooner rather than later since you, uh, since you called in. Um, and I got a couple of, you know, almost funny, I have the, uh, the A-sectional of today's Washington Post right in front of me, not to be confused with the Metro-sectional. Some of them are A-sectional, some of them are Metro-sectional. And uh, the... The so-called stories, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, that these people put in, it's really no wonder that they're going through a round of layoffs. This is The Chris Plant Show. (laughs) Yeah, well, Hunter S. Thompson knew the press very well. He, He was the press. He knew... He knew the press, like so many of us know the press. I know the press. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say intimately, but um, but that wouldn't be untrue uh, either. Now, the uh, Washington Post, and again, I don't wish anyone any, uh, and especially in Biden's economy, to lose your job. But you know, the Washington Post is a horrible, terrible newspaper. Front page story above the fold today: abortion foes. That'd be pro-life people. Aim to cut pill access. Aim to cut pill access. So when you think abortion and pill, you think like the birth control pill, estrogen, right? And, and abortion foes, that's pro-life people. Uh, left-wing code for that. Advocates want jail for, quote, trafficking, end quote. That flouts strict post-Roe laws. That's the subheadline, right? And uh, Caroline uh, Kitchener, I wonder if she's being laid off. 
at the Washington Post. She types, the largest anti-abortion organization in Texas, that'd be pro-life, the largest pro-life organization in Texas, has created a team of advocates uh, assigned to investigate citizens who might be distributing abortion pills illegally. Wait, wait a minute, illegally? <laughs> I got to that part of the set and I just started laughing this morning. Well, it's against the law, isn't it? <laughs> well, you're talking about doing something illegally. Uh, Caroline, things that are illegal are still illegal in your world, aren't they? Students for Life of America, how dare they be? A uh, leading national anti-abortion group. That means pro-life, uh, but in left-wing speak because they change the meaning of words in the dictionary all the time, like man and woman and sexual preference, is making plans to systematically test the water, Aaron Brockovich style. Aaron Brockovich style. What is it? You guys, this is not a movie. This is the real world. This is not cable TV. Honestly, it's pretty amazing. Searching for contaminants, they say, result from medical abortions. Okay, that's the thing. But then they get back to the, They say that um, uh, the uh, Republican lawmakers in Texas are also involved in preparing to introduce legislation that would require Internet providers to block abortion pill websites in the same way they censor child pornography. How dare they? So wait a minute. So you're, uh, what the Washington Post is upset about is that a pro-life group uh, as opposed to a pro-death group, an anti-life group like the Washington Post. A pro-life group is saying, wait a minute, there is a loophole here. You know, they always talk about loopholes for this and loopholes for that. Most of them are loopholes, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know where they got such a collection of loopholes all in one place. But they, uh, they, <laughs> they, uh, there's a pro-life group, and they said, wait a minute, uh, teenagers underage can mail away for pills on the Internet that you have to be 18 to buy uh, when you walk into a pharmacy or something. And that's a loophole. But the Democrats are like, you know, kill them, kill them all. Uh, <laughs> and they, uh, it's just, it's amazing. So the uh, pro-life group wants to do something good, but the Democrats want to continue to sexually abuse children, which uh, they are now expressing in myriad ways. That's uh, uh, pretty amazing, but, but like child pornography. And uh, then they go on, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Nearly six months since the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, triggering abortion bans in more than a dozen states. Of course, they call everything a ban if it's like 15 weeks, like France. They call it a ban, but they don't call it a ban in France right? because they're not honest people. Uh, many anti-abortion, meaning pro-life advocates, fear, they're, they're not uh, fearing, that the growing availability of illegal abortion pills, once again, they're advocating illegal abortion pills, and that's uh, their uh, front page story. That's uh, pretty amazing stuff. It, uh, we were covering some of this this morning, and it, it reminded, I'm going to give credit where credit, Michael Piercy said, it reminds me of the Hunter S. Thompson. The Hunter S. Thompson quote about the press, we actually have it posted on a, we printed it out and posted it out on the cork board in uh, what passes for our office. And uh, Keith called in from Vienna, Virginia, mentioned that he had to cancel his Washington Post subscription, $850 a year or something, uh, to be lied to and misled and, and have the Democrat Party's propaganda thrown onto your front doorstep every day. But what did Hunter S. Thompson say about the press? 
He said, I got to clean it up a little because there's a, but even cleaned up a little, it's uh, still pretty coarse. I got, it's not me, it's Hunter S. Thompson. He's a hero of the left and he's, you know, kind of a fun character. Uh, no longer with us, but he said, journalism is not a profession or a trade. It's a cheap catch-all for beep-offs and misfits, a false doorway to the backside of life, a filthy, piss-ridden little hole nailed off by the building inspector, but just deep enough for a wino to curl up from the sidewalk and masturbate like a chimp in a zoo cage. That's what Hunter, that was his uh, summary of the news media, of journalism. That's what journalism is is to, you know, to Hunter S. Thompson. And um, there is, even in the news media, pretty broad agreement that that's the case. In fact, when I was at the Pentagon, I also had this printed up and posted (laughs) over my desk in the Pentagon, in my office uh, at the Pentagon uh, for 10 years. And that was posted over my desk (laughs) at the Pentagon. And I was there one day. uh, The president of CNN came in at that time, Tom Johnson, sat down at my desk, put his feet up on my desk, leaned back in the chair, made a phone call, grabbed the phone, started making a phone call. And I was uh, nearby in another chair. And I saw him squinting while he was on the phone. <laughs> and, and I noticed he was looking at my Hunter S. Thompson quote pinned to the... And Tom Johnson was a nice enough guy, but he worked for LBJ because, you know, best path to a successful career in journalism is first to work in a Democrat administration or for a Democrat on Capitol Hill. And I saw him squinting. And I was watching his eyes go back and forth. And he still had the phone against his head. And he was listening to somebody going, uh-huh. And I could see he was reading it. And, uh, and he got to the end. And he burst out laughing. Yeah, which was, uh, you know, the ideal response. Because he knows. You know, he knew. He knew what was going on there. Uh, all right. So we've got the, uh, the town hall meeting at the Washington Post yesterday where the publisher announced that a bunch of people would be laid off. Uh, from the Washington Post. And their uh, headlines, WAPO, they call it WAPO, that's short for Washington. Everything is a code. Everything's an abbreviation, an acronym. WAPO, town hall goes off rails as publisher refuses to take questions. Why would he take questions? He's just announcing that they're laying a bunch of people off and uh, not telling him who, but a bunch of people in this room, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. A lot of you are going to be fired soon and will no longer have an income and no one will want to hire you because you work here and we suck. So uh, that's uh, kind of the message. The Daily Caller has the story. WAPO staffers erupt after publisher announces layoffs at, quote, town hall, end quote. And uh, staff at the Washington Post erupted Wednesday after publisher Fred Ryan, you think that's his real name? refused to take questions from staff after announcing layoffs. And uh, they recently, I told you about it, the Washington Post Sunday magazine has been canceled, canned, and everybody on the staff of the Sunday Washington Post magazine, they were all fired without any recourse. And they're like, hey, couldn't we work someplace else at the paper? Could we, you know, write stories about uh, charcuterie or uh, foliage or something? Could we, uh, anything? And they said, no, you're all fired. Out with you. I'm pointing with my right hand out, like, uh, out, get out. And they fired all of them with extreme prejudice, like an apocalypse now. So the Washington Post chief spokesperson, she's a spokesperson, uh, Kathy Baird, 
confirmed that an unspecified number of positions will be eliminated. We anticipate it will be a single-digit percentage, that is less than 10% of the, the employees, of our employee base, and we will finalize those plans over the coming weeks. So now they've got everybody on edge because now it's better to just come in and say, you and you and you, uh, you're all slain. Uh, but when you say to uh, all of the employees at a town hall, a room full of people, say, many of you are going to be fired, but I'm not going to say which ones. So let the groveling and sniveling begin, right? Let the sucking up begin. My mind's made up. I've given this long and careful thought. And it has to be medical experiments for the lot of you. That's right. Medical experimentation. All the employees that don't hang on, it's medical experimentation for the lot. Like those beagle puppies that Anthony Fauci tortured tortured to death. It's a terrible, terrible world. And, um, yeah, so in a statement, the Washington Post chief spokesperson said a number of positions will be eliminated. Um, and, uh, you know, this will uh, not be a net reduction in post headcount. That's a lie, uh, Baird said, adding that the paper will invest in certain areas in 2023. Now, here's the audio of the thing, and it's because uh, the town hall, somebody in the room made a video of their boss who allegedly goes by the name Fred Ryan, Fred Ryan. And uh, Fred Ryan came in and he told, you know, it's medical experimentation for the lot of you, and, uh, but I'm not going to tell you which ones. Not going to tell you which ones. Now, a reporter there, is she a reporter? Oh, that's what it says on her business card. A reporter there uh, posted the video and then immediately started groveling and sniveling because of fear, because of fear. Annie Gowan is the name of the reporter. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. And she posted, publisher Fred Ryan refuses to take staff questions after announcing Q1 layoffs. Everybody talks in Q1 talk in Washington. Q1, Q2, however many Qs it takes. Uh, at uh, the town hall, and she put town hall in quotation marks. And this is the video that she posted. Well, this is the audio portion of the video since we're on the radio. Uh, it's different. Here's the audio of the reporters at this town hall, and they have a big slide up on a big screen, and it says, All Employee Town Hall. Either that or it says alt-employee. It could be, could be alt-employee. I think this is, you know, I think Fred Ryan might be Q from QAnon. But here's what it sounded like. You know, you have multiple opportunities. As representative of the Guild, we have representatives from the Post. You meet every week, you're meeting tomorrow. We're not going to town hall. This isn't only about the Guild. We're not going to town hall into a grievance session for the Guild. It's not a grievance session. It's a question. It's a Brad, you talk about positions getting eliminated. What are you going to do to protect people's jobs? Are they going to be treated like the magazine staffers were? Are you we'll going to have, we'll have more information as we move forward. Thank you very much. Is this really all right? Right? Is this you seem to be disrespecting right. this, this room. You are disrespecting this room. Then he walked out. <laughs> this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. He just walked out. Choose me, choose me. Oh, 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 me, 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 me. Uh, and they were, so that's uh, that's how that went. And uh, I don't know if there were a number of disassociative things going on there. Uh, talking about layoffs. And the guy says, what are you going to do to protect our jobs? I'm not I'm not here to talk about protecting jobs. I'm here to talk about layoffs. That's the opposite 
of protecting jobs. I'm unprotecting jobs, just like we uncover the news. Remember, they tried that slogan for a little while. Uh, we, uh, we don't cover the news. We uncover it. Um, and that's true. They didn't realize why it was true or how it was true, but that was true. And uh, this is uh, turning into a grievance session. It's not a grievance session. And then they pointed out correctly, this is a town hall. This is our only chance to ask questions. But he wasn't taking questions because, you know, Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber, alles. Because they're not, uh, you know, nice people. They're not normal people. They don't care about you. He's got his, uh, and uh, you don't. So that's how that goes. Now, uh, Annie Gowan posted this, and she posted it in all caps, NEW, colon. They love their colons. Washington Post publisher Fred Ryan refuses to take staff questions after announcing Q1 layoffs in town hall. And town hall's in quotation marks. Now, the next quote from her, just minutes later, was, just to be clear, I did not take this video. She posted the video, but she wants to make clear. Just to be clear, I like the just, because now she realized, wait a minute, I just posted the video, and Fred Ryan, the guy who's laying people off and hasn't announced who yet, is going to see that I posted the video, and then I'm going to be on the short list for, for get out, right? I'm going to be exited. And she doesn't want that, so Annie Gowan then tweeted almost immediately, just to be clear, I did not take this video. One of my colleagues did. She can't wait to narc out the colleague. <laughs> and I grabbed it out of the guild chat. They have a guild, a guild chat. That's what they have, a chat with the guild. The guild is their, their union. What's it called? It's called the Washington Post Guild. So it's only the Washington Post. So if you fire all them, then you fire the whole guild. And it's not a newspaper guild or Washington Journalist Guild. It's just, it's just them. Now, the responses kind of got funny. One of them is, maybe they can learn to code. Remember Joe Biden telling coal miners that they should learn to code? Give me a break. Anybody who can throw coal into a furnace can learn how to program, for God's sake. Yeah, for God's sake. Anyone who can type, type up Democrat Party press releases can uh, learn to code also. Maybe install solar panels. Maybe they can install solar panels. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be compassionless, but, you know, your paper has been murdering journalism for so long that it really shouldn't come as a surprise. You know, the first casualty of the Washington Post is the truth. We've got to protect our phony baloney job, gentlemen. We must do something about this immediately. Immediately, immediately. Harumph, 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 harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. Harumph. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. This is an announcement, gentlemen. There will be no questions. Uh, Fred Ryan at The Washington Post announcing that half the room would be fired, but they're going to have to wait to find out which half. That wasn't really Fred Ryan. That was the... Um, Grand Inquisitor at the end of the movie, The Parallax View. Same thing, though, pretty much. As Michael pointed out, that was, um, you know, that was this year's uh, Christmas party for the Washington Post employees. Merry Christmas, everyone. Half of you are fired. Um, I'm going to leave you in limbo as to which ones. Have a nice day. I'm not taking any questions. All right, let's go to the phones, Michael. Let's go to 
Jerry calling from Fairfax, Virginia. Geraldo, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. Yeah, I just want to comment. I wonder if these folks are now regretting that they didn't get Trump uh, reelected because they've got no <laughs> stories to report on on him anymore or leaked uh, FBI investigations, and they can't report on on Biden, so they don't really have anything to report on anymore. That's a hundred percent right. I'm just, I'm nodding and shaking my head at the same time. The Washington Times had the story just a few days ago, uh, December 12th. End of Trump bump. Washington Post loses 500,000 subscribers. And it turns out, you know, because Donald Trump and President Trump even said it. He's like, you know, these people depend on him for their livelihood. If I weren't here, I believe the New York Times probably wouldn't even exist. And, And someday... So it could be another uh, hidden benefit, Jerry, of, uh, you know, look, it's um, President Trump uh, lost and uh, Joe Biden moved into the White House and the news media is eating. Look, CNN is laying people off. Nobody's watching. Trump made their day every day of the year for more than five, for, well, really five years, including the campaign. And they thought they were campaigning against him, the news media, in 2016. But, you know, the news media is the number one threat to our democracy, according to a New York Times poll, and the Democrat Party is number two. But the Washington Post has lost 500,000 subscribers in the nearly two years that former President Donald Trump has left office, uh, according to a report. Newspaper subscription base from 3 million uh, to around 2.5 million since January of 2021. And now they're laying people off. And, you know, you nailed it, Jerry. The, really, the reason is that they don't have Trump to kick around anymore. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.